Okay, we are live right now. And uh, give me just a second here. All right. So, for those of you listening from afar, or in a communist country, or, well, Gastonia, um, we have uh, a special class tonight. Um, first of all, we have uh, visitors from afar. Dave McDonald here from uh, Ontario, Canada. And we've got uh, Frederick Murphy here from uh, Clearwater, Florida. And, uh, and then the, the usual suspects. Um, <clears throat> for those who've been uh, following along with us uh, in uh, What About Me? We're on lesson uh, 43. And uh, you might be expecting that we're starting Colossians, but that will be lesson 44. And it will be uh, study guide number four, a uh, brand new study guide will be put up uh, this weekend. And uh, if you're not reading the four chapters in Colossians over and over and over again, um, then, well, you're missing out. There's, there's no way, other way to look at it. So uh, watch for that. But tonight, a special uh, class taught by Gregory and uh, Joshua. And we're going to learn some songs. What are we learning? All right. Here's a, so, so I'm going to introduce the class with a story. There were two great rabbis, both of which were, I mean, like Gedolim, right? I mean, these were, these were the Goanim, sorry. Uh, they, they, were, they were extremely pious men, very righteous, well studied in Torah. One of them had children that forsook the faith when they grew older. Whoa. The other had children that not only stuck with the faith, but became great rabbis themselves and married into families that carried on Torah. That would, that would fit in with our pre-class discussion. So <laughs> exactly. So you've got so Exactly. <laughs> One of these rabbis at his Shabbat table, just the most in-depth and, and complex but brilliant shirim would be taught, teachings would be taught at his Shabbat table. At the other person's table, they would just sing Zimrot songs and Nigunim, and, and they'd have a lot of fun. So can you guys guess which one was which? Who ended up with the family that had the kids that stuck to the faith? That's right. Yes. So Rabbi Jonathan Sachs tells this story, and at the end of his little lesson, he has a great quote. He says, if you want your children to keep your Judaism, you must sing your Judaism. Oh, nice. Hmm. Like and it. so in our faith, yeah, like. we would just, I mean, we could obviously just replace Judaism with, with faith or, or whatever we want to, but that is, I think, the impetus for part of why Joshua and I were so excited about sharing all about song. Because if you know some songs, then it'll be great, because we'll sing them. But if you don't, this is a perfect example to, for us to share our resources, share our insights into the importance of songs, and share personal stories as to how they've affected our family. Nice! Yes. So we'll go through, we've got like four parts to the class. The first one is just a quick introduction to talk about singing in general from scripture and from sage commentary. Next we'll go over some songs and then hear some insights as to what the Hebrew tells us in those songs. And then the third, we'll just kind of talk about like basically the, the method that I think Joshua and I have both employed and, and others, this would be very interactive, so please interrupt and, and throw in your thoughts. But 
we'll talk about method. How do you learn, go from not knowing a Hebrew song at all to learning one? And then at the very end, that happens tonight, at the very end, we're going to learn the very first song that every single Jewish parent teaches their kids, mm-hmm. and is the very first uh, point of halakha in the Shulchan Aruch, which is singing the Modeani. Yeah, so we are, we have, I have a handout for that. We'll pass that around at the end, and we'll make sure we get it. We got a couple tunes for that, and I'm sure others have other tunes too. But nice. and then we'll we'll end with sending you guys home with a song you've learned that you can teach to your kids. Nice. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Is there any charge for this class? Yeah, there isn't. Right. Right. There yeah, isn't. So I think you're here because they push might the box afterwards. on your way out. It's always a good thing. The live class is flip free, but the recording. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. well, you know that's a different deal. So I I wanted to kick things off with scripture verses about singing, but then I realized, well, I'd have to include the entire book of Psalms <laughs> because that is basically all he talks about. And there are other points too, but uh, I. So one of the things, I, I just wrote down a couple verses here that I'll just go ahead and share. So Psalm 100, 1 through 2 says, A song for giving thanks. Make a joyful noise to the Lord all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. Psalm 95, 1 through 2 says, O come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come into his presence with thanksgiving. Let us make a joyful noise to him with songs of praise. We also, we also, part of this too, Joshua had pointed out that in Colossians, we have a wonderful verse here that says, Let the word of Messiah dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. As usual, Joshua jumping ahead. So it, I know, oh! <laughs> but this is good timing, so it'll get you excited about reading Colossians. That's right. right. Uh, then the, the one other from Ephesians I'll share Ephesians 5 17 through 21 uh, yeah. therefore do not be foolish but understand what is the will of the Lord do not get drunk with wine for that is debauchery but be filled with the spirit addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of Messiah Yeshua submitting to one another out of reverence for Messiah so that, I think these two verses from Colossians and Ephesians are interesting because they do sort of include the full gamut of Hebrew singing. Some of them are actually just psalms. Some of them are spiritual songs. Could be scripture, could not be. Others are literally just melodies. That's all. There's just, right. there's, and it could be a lie lie, it could be la la, you mean anything, you know? So uh, those are the, the verses that I found. A couple points of commentary. There's some really fun ones here that, I mean, just to dive into what the sages have to say about singing is, is remarkable. One of them is from Rabbi Nachman. He says, A holy melody has the power to bring one to the level of prophecy. Mm. Music is the foundation of true attachment to God. And to that point, um, in the scripture, when they talk about there are ten songs in the Bible, in Judaism, and these are considered like heights of prophecy. Like they're right. significant right. events. Um, they're not just tunes. Um, so there's ten songs. Of course, one of them, of course, is Song of the Sea. Right, right. Um, and then the final, the tenth one, is actually as I listed. Well, not in the Jewish side of scripture, but possibly in the Re- Book of Revelation, is the Song of Messiah. Right. So um, to that, to your point, like <clears throat> it's not just Rabbi Nachman saying songs are cool stuff, but like Judaism sees songs as actually being powerful um, scriptural moments as well. Mm-hmm. Excellent point. Uh, Rabbi Nachman also says, Music has a tremendous power to draw you to God. Get into the habit of always singing a tune. It will give you a new life and send joy into your soul. And you will be able to bind yourself to God. It is especially good to sing on Shabbat. 
and festivals and at a wedding celebration. <laughs> then in the Talmud, Sanhedrin 91b, it says, Rabbi Joshua ben Levi also said, whoever uttereth songs of praise in this world shall be privileged to do so in the next world too. As it is written, blessed are they that dwell in thy house, they shall ever praise thee, Selah. <laughs> Pretty cool. Pretty cool. I, Rabbi Jonathan Sachs, he had a, a it's, it was a, a parenting class, but that was one of his videos. It's just all about how important it is to sing in your house. So he also says, words are the language of the mind, and music is the language of the soul. And then Rabbi Abraham Joshua Heschel says, To sing means to sense and to affirm that the spirit is real and that its glory is present. In singing, we perceive what is otherwise beyond perceiving. Mm. There's a lot of really interesting Hasidic stories about the Baal Shem Tov regarding singing, and it has a lot to do with what he's talking about there. Like a small example was... Uh, there was a, a, a shepherd that was tending his flock and everything. He didn't really go to shul all that much. And it was Friday night and he was walking home and he heard like all these prayers happening in this shul. So he goes in, he sits in the back. He didn't want to disturb anybody. And he, he opens up the sitter that was in the back there and, and he can't read any of the Hebrew. But but he's so moved by the, the, the what's happening before him that he just does the only thing he could think to do. And he breaks out his flute and starts just playing a little tune. And some of the guys in the front are starting to get a little irritated that, you know, some new guy is playing the flute in the back. Well, at the end, they all, the, all the disciples the, of the Baal Shem Tov think that he's going to go and, and really chastise this guy and, and let him know that's not appropriate in this place. But in fact, he stands up and he says, that song by that shepherd in the back was greater than all of our prayers combined because that came from the heart. Nice. So anyway, there's all kinds of stories like that that, uh, that kind of uh, mirror what Abraham Joshua Heschel was saying. That kind of has a uh, woman with the two mites sound yeah. to it. You know? yeah. Doesn't it? Yeah. I know. Yeah. Then the last one was the Rabbi Baal Shem Tov says, The soul cannot soar without melody. Similar to Rabbi Nachman. So, if, you, if you're not sold by now, I don't know what will sell you. Obviously, it's important in Scripture. Obviously, it's important from the extra-biblical literature as well. Yes, sir. I, it just quickly, I don't, I don't want to interrupt, but um, to, to prove your point, I think, um, we've, as you know, had a lot of rabbis come through this door and sit here. And one came who had been told he should come. And he came for dinner, intending to later teach. And when he came, he was not inclined to eat with us. Uh, so he simply brought an apple. So he sat at the table and he ate the apple. But at the end of the meal, my children got up and began to take away the dishes. And we sang the Birat Hamazon. And it broke this man's heart. He could not understand how I had compelled my children to sing. And when I shared that they desired to do so, he wanted parenting advice. A rabbi from a Gentile. And we've got a great relationship. And, uh, and it, it opened a door uh, to, to share where we're at. 
So, I, I agree. Song can't open the heart. And I think that to that point, one of the things that I um, started, one of the things that I liked about songs, when I was here um, and learning prayers, I learned them all, almost all of them, in English with no melody. A couple here and there scattered. The first was a Zion produced, but that was about it. And then I went to Israel and I sat in on a Shabbat service in Hebrew and huge chunks of it are in, are in song. And it was like um, a totally different experience. And uh, just a really a lot more fun and exciting and engaging. And, um, you know, I remember hearing from some people probably in the past, you know, that they had left Bellatora because they, they missed songs, you know, and right. that because music is part of a worship experience. And I think that's one reason why, since we've had our son, um, whenever we pray as a family, I've introduced a lot more songs into our prayers because I recognize that it's difficult for anybody, but especially a child, to sit and listen to someone read for half an hour yeah. you know that's a lot yeah. um and uh but by giving tunes and melodies kids pick it up quicker my, when my youngest brother judah was three four he could sing the entirety of the kaddish prayer for shabbat i mean obviously he couldn't read but he'd heard it every friday night sure. so many times he had memorized the entire thing just mm -hmm. by hearing it um so that's kind of like the idea here like to your point earlier about the children like that's one of the benefits. So on the one hand, it's it's easy for kids to learn and it's makes prayers more fun for them. But those things are true for adults too. Um, Amen. Yeah. And and so that's one reason why like I'm not. I mean, my my Hebrew is is pretty good, but it's not great. And a lot of these songs use a lot of unusual words, so it's difficult <clears throat> sometimes to follow. So, like I, I mean, I encourage people obviously to pray in English if you have the time and you want to sing. Maybe do both because it's better. I mean, ultimately you want to know what you're praying. Mm -hmm. That's the, that's the goal. Um, but the nice thing about the tunes is you can use them, if you intersperse them in places, even if you don't necessarily know what you're praying, that can help you <clears throat> embrace the praying experience more, and pay attention it. a little bit more. And learn it. And learn. Point. You go. But, um, so anyway, like I said, I, if I, for me, I, what I started to do with some of my singing, I, I will sing some songs with Greg, we pray together on Fridays, and then during the week, I'll intentionally do the prayers in English. So that I don't lose track of what they mean. Yeah. But I am starting to think I might introduce more tunes in to kind of liven up my prayer life because it can get kind of rote. Anyway, those are just some of my two thoughts. I hope you're what? sending your son over to <laughs> to teach me this song. One thing I haven't heard mentioned that I think is really important is that, um, at least for me personally, and I think my wife as well, is music is something that is remembered mm -hmm. more than spoken word. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. You can probably remember songs you've heard 10 years ago that were popular, popular at the time and you hear like a note of that song and all of a sudden you're singing the entire right. song. And right. I think that's one of the, the power powers of music is that it brings back kind of like smells, it brings back memories yeah. and so your children probably remember singing. And I know Christine, my wife sings all the time. We whistle all the time and it brings back memories and I know for her she's probably remembering being in the kitchen yeah. with her sisters, That's right. cleaning up, preparing a meal, and those are things which are probably what kept that family together for so long, is all those memories of times of singing together, and it brings you that closeness that you don't have just from sitting around doing liturgical prayers. Yeah, it's true. And it's really cool. I mean, my house right now, randomly, will get prayers, scripture passages in song that just 
pop out. Then we just start singing, you know. So here we are seeing scripture, um, and and that's just really cool to be able to do that. Um, obviously, there's some rabbis who might have some misgivings about certain songs being sung, but I, I think it's great. I think it's great to be able to sing scripture to be just in. I mean, by that by random, I ran, randomly as opposed to in prayer. Yeah. But I think it's great. It's a good habit to build in, and there's a lot of fun. Um, I mean, think about like the difference between walking around singing pop music and walking around singing literally scripture verses Amen. Mm-hmm. because that's what you've been learning and that's what your kids have learned and, uh, and to that point kids learn fast i mean greg's kids holy the cow yeah. they know more i mean they know more songs than i do um i mean I remember one time we started writing a new one all in hebrew 100 percent. greg's like oh my kids picked up in like two weeks it's like that doesn't matter your kids are spectacular um <laughs> but sure enough they came over to my house and they sang the entire um, it's a little tune to the Hebrew version of um, the uh, uh, prayer from Yeshua, the Lord's Prayer. Lord's prayer. And um, they sang the entire thing in Hebrew by themselves with zero help from me, because I don't know the whole thing, um, <laughs> all, with, with a parent weren't there. And they just did that all by themselves. And it was just really, really cool to see that. Um, and their joy when they sing. They are always Amen. so excited to they, sing. It is. It's, it, and that, they liven up. It's like there's just big ball of joy and energy as soon mm-hmm. as a song begins to be sung. It's incredible. Yeah, yeah. I, we, in fact, the, a neat thing that results from that, to your point, Joshua, about sort of that order, because I agree, like the end result is we not only want to be singing the tunes and hopefully singing them in Hebrew, but definitely want to know what they mean. But it's amazing how it's easier to teach Hebrew vocabulary when you can just like point sure. to a song. Like it was a couple of years ago that we were going through different Hebrew words during Hanukkah and one of them was or. And like, uh, so right. he immediately was like, like or Hadash. And we were like, exactly. <laughs> but she just like never forgot it. Like mm. she always knows that's the word for light. Like, yeah, and, and that has happened several times with different words uh, because we're able, if we want to teach that word, we just pull it out of one of the songs that they know. And it's like, oh, of course I know that word. And now I've made an association with that with an English word. So, Which will never end. Yeah, yeah. And, and so it, it does, even even if, you know, they're really young and they don't necessarily know what they're singing, there are those opportunities like that where it, it does happen. Do and you guys I learned, oh, one other thing, I, I've learned, yeah. I learned some of the Hebrew songs that I learned before I learned Hebrew. So, I mean, just to make that, yeah. like, it's not, uh, you know, may feel intimidating to look at this, you know, foreign script and think, how am I going to learn this? But you can get stuff that's transliterated and listening to the tune just over and over and over again, you, I mean, I, I think we learned the entirety of the um, Proverbs 31 prayer, the Eshet Chayil, uh, before I knew anything more than maybe a handful of letters. Mm-hmm. So, like, like, you can, so I'm just like, that's an encouragement, not to feel discouraged yeah. if you look yeah. at, how do I learn this? It just takes a little practice, especially some of these are really short. But yeah. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to open it up and see, like, this would be a time maybe to share an example of how a song is impacted your family or how you've applied it, you know, just sharing. Well, with two young kids, yeah. the key is um, it's so much easier to teach them through song, right? I mean, that's mm-hmm. how you teach even how to, to read the alphabet and all that type of stuff. So <laughs> it only makes sense as you flip to Hebrew to, to do the same thing, right? And um, the... I guess one of the issues, issues but uh, one of the difficulties is that if you're dealing on the English side of the page, is that there's so many different versions of the English. Yeah. But there's mm-hmm. really only one for the Hebrew side. So 
if you're getting together with others who, you know, they also do the the kaddish or whatever it might be, you know, if it's there's a, there's if a it's commonality, Hebrew, yeah, it's a lot easier if we're all singing the same yeah. Hebrew words, right? Mm-hmm. So I would say it's just it's e- easier to find commonality with other families, and it's easier to um, to teach the kids um, mm-hmm. if, if you're doing it yourself. Yeah, yeah, totally. It was the one of the most fun Shabbats we've had has been is when the McDonald's were at our house because you guys know so many of the songs <laughs> and there's not that many people that know like Shabbats and wrote and so that's that was just really fun. Yeah. It was a good time. Yeah. yeah. That's why we're back. Yeah. <laughs> we we were we actually swapped there was this really funny thing. Like back in the day I one of the most messianic of all the Shabbats and wrote in my opinion is this one called Zur Mishalov. Absolutely. Lots and lots about yeah. Messiah in it. And it's cool. It's a really cool song, but I somehow only came across one particular tune, and it was very, I don't think it was based on it at all, but it does have a bit of like an Irish drinking song, yeah. <laughs> like melody to it. It's Without, a great song. I mean, I don't, I really don't think that was intentional, but, um, and that was just what we learned. Like, I just played all the time, we would sing it every Shabbat and everything. But then we found a fantastic album called Shabbat for Starters that has the more traditional Zohar Mishalo. It's a little bit longer, it's a little bit harder, but it is, it's really, really cool too. And it's so funny because we, we found out the other day that we had swapped. We had learned the Irish drinking song version. They learned the real one. And then we were working on the real one. And they are working on the Irish drinking song one. So it was really cool. Yeah, a lot of these tunes do have like alternate remix versions. Oh, sure, yeah. 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 Sure, yeah. yeah. Some of them, it's interesting because I, I had noticed that some don't. Like, I don't know long. There's like one way to do it. But there's actually two. Oh, yeah. there's oh, several. Yeah. There's at least two. Yeah. Yeah, but the bottom line is... What? Regardless of the tune, like Dave was saying, mm-hmm. the Hebrew is still the same. Right, yes. the Hebrew is the same. So even so, as my girls have learned Hebrew, even go somewhere else, and that family has just a little different tune, all of a sudden they, they can up. just go with it because yeah. you know right. they just, the words That's follow. Cool. Yeah, no, there are two Adon Alams, um, but the traditional one is the one that I think most people sing. I've only heard the other one in one of the plays. Yes, which I think we'll sing. Yeah, probably. Yeah. So that if, if no one else has any fun stories to share as we're just preparing our hearts to embrace all of this song that's about to come out, then we can move on. So we've got a note with various songs that both Joshua and I know, and we don't need he to necessarily need most to do, of them better than I do. No, 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 no. We don't necessarily need to do all this. And I was also going to open it up to see like if anyone wants to. I mean, whoever's pretty good with these, <clears> grab a sitter. Like. We don't need to be doing duets here, <laughs> um, because we but wanted to just tones. introduce yeah, so them. Based on, excellent. Them. Okay, we just wanted to. We definitely want to introduce them so that we could then uh, talk about the Hebrew. Right. As, as was, Joshua has some notes here, so that that was kind of the point. So we can start with Modani. Okay. Um, which I don't know which version you're going with here. Which so. one do you know? I just know the one that you sent me in text. That yeah. That sings the 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 kind of yeah, guitar. Yeah, that one is pretty. Yeah, that's very easy. Yeah. Uh, that, okay, all right. Well, uh, we will. I will introduce it with just a more subdued melody that I think everyone could easily. <laughs> do you want to go? You want to go? Do you know that one? Do you want to teach the class? Do you know any of them? You want to teach? Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. All right, we'll go robust. Do you want? Yeah, sure. Okay. Sure. Okay. Yeah, were you allowed to sing along with yeah, the Yeah, definitely, definitely. And it's, you can follow, you can follow the, the tune. It's, it's so is, of, is there something there that might help people? This no. is, not, we're not there yet. Gotcha. Yeah, okay. well, this is, we're going to, 
Say it in Hebrew, sing it in Hebrew, and then we're going to talk about it. And that's yeah. how we're going to go through these, and then later we'll get to we'll get to that. Where are we? We are on the page three. Page two, right? On the Hebrew side. Yeah, and we are all men here, so it is mode, not mode. Right. Page page three in the in the English. Okay. So yeah, there's a bunch of tunes for this. A bunch, a bunch, a bunch. But this one was the one that came up more often than any others, and it's probably the most fun. And you always want to do something fun in the morning. So that's what that's that's why I think this is a good one. Alright, ready? <laughs> So it's it's upbeat, it's kind of fun, you know, and so, yeah, so that was the Hebrew. You guys just heard the Hebrew. Yeah, it's a beautiful English as well. I got the song stuck in my head now. So. I know, it's great. It's a, it's a good song. It's, it was a, whoever came up with that was a good one. Yeah, I just wanted to show on this one, what I thought basically do is, most of these songs, find kind of a cool thought or note, maybe a cool Hebrew word, just to kind of throw it out there to kind of get something else to think about. Um, really focusing on the Hebrew, because you don't really see it also in the English. Um, and the one for this one that I thought stood out to me, um, you may have heard it at the end, um, Rabba and Munteka, uh, Great is Your Faithfulness, which is another uh, classic hymn song, on the other side of the aisle. Um, bum, 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 yeah. bum, but uh, bum, on this one... That's it. There you go. But you might recognize that as emunah, isn't that word? Right. So faith. And I think that's one of the things that's interesting about... Um, we think about the word faith, in Christian circles, faith is oftentimes a, um, a really trans, uh, almost a pseudonym for belief. Hmm. But Hebrew, that's not necessarily the case. And I think one of the things that stands out here is the same word for what we would use for faith is what we use here for God for faithfulness. It's the same concept. So it's like it's that consistency, um, it's that stability, it's that assuredness, yeah. surety that um, that God is demonstrating in His day to day of waking you up. <laughs> Um, and that's the kind of uh, approach you should have in your relationship with God, is that consistency. So when we talk about faith, mm. it's like um, when someone has faith, it means that they their belief is so solid, it's not going to be swayed because today's a bad day. Mm. Trustworthiness. Yeah. And, Dependability. And it's and when you have faith yeah. in God, it's again that same idea that it's it's locked in. That's one reason why, like in the book of James, or Jacob, if we're going to Hebrew root here, um, they... Uh, he talks much about faith and works because if you think about it, faith, uh, if it's all about consistency and steadfastness and whatnot, it would be completely or obviously um, meaningless, worthless, if it didn't have anything to back it up. Mm. So that's that idea that faith, it is, it is uh, based on a belief system, but it's demonstrable and it's consistent. Good. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. So we're, our next one that... No, hang on, hang on. Oh, yes, sir. Was that it? We're gonna see that one time, and that's no, it. No, no. At the end, we're gonna go through it, and we're gonna we're gonna we'll get it, and then we'll leave okay. with being able to sing that one, okay. so that tomorrow morning you can wake up and be able to sing. Sing it. And I and I realize now that um, I've always been great in the choir and not so as a soloist. So some of the tunes may not be perfect, you know, in this in the setting. Amen to that. <laughs> that was actually one of the things. So when I was growing up. I always liked singing, but the only thing I could sing was when no one else was looking. 
and then I got married and had a family and one, I also couldn't play any instruments and I couldn't sing worth the hooch as my wife told me the first time I did Kiddush. <laughs> um, and, uh, but but I, I was with the Squitcherinis through the thick and the thin and, and tried to pick up as much as I could and now they basically just ignore how bad I am. Uh, and but what's great is that he makes I, up for this his is, courage. This is it's almost in Judaism. It's almost better if you don't sing well. Like that's the point. It's like this should be just you and God, and that's it. And you don't even have to worry about it when you're on online, key, which is in fact this guy actually leads the singing <laughs> of the Bella Torah Shacharit service, and he probably will be this Shabbat. So. Actually, you may not think you can sing, but it'll be online. Mm -hmm. And are you doing it? Yeah, yeah. I can do it. They're uh, they're at a different place of honor this week. So ah, well, see, and, and that's why you two guys are. are yeah, teaching. I know. Yeah. So which when are we going to now? So next we'll go oh, to Mato. Comment, oh, Joshua. Yes. Reach for water. Okay. So what? Which yeah, song we can go to Mato Bu. Okay. This was one that there is. I, I've googled for a while to try to see if there is a version that includes like the entire paragraph here, because you'll see Matobu is actually kind of a where, bigger where, paragraph. Where, where is I can't find one. I know you 13. know. You kind of go through the Hebrew. Well, I think Hebrew. the Chazan continues it. Yeah, the Chazan just continues it in yeah. like kind of a, okay. That's probably why. Okay. All right. So then, so we're just going to, we're going to stop after the very first sentence. It's just the first sentence. This is typically what is done everywhere you would go at a shul. So you're good to go if you if you hear this one and know this one, and then we'll talk about the Hebrew. And the and the, they have heard some more of it, but yeah, I don't think I've ever heard the whole paragraph. But yeah, I know I've 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 heard up to Biyutecha, and then it picks up later in the Chabad one. Right. Yeah, that's what yeah, I think. Sure. So it's basically say he's got the whole thing there. Who say? Really? Oh, cool. Oh. But the Chazan does the right. part oh, that you don't. But the very first them. sentence is a short. This is another one that's really easy to learn. Yeah. Um, my family used to do this one before. My dad, I was living at home, we do this one at the beginning of every prayer session. This is the front sentence. Um, and it is scripture. So Indeed. Yeah. yeah, a great scripture verse. Ready? All right, yeah. And they usually go through it a couple times if they want to. But anyway, so that was the Hebrew there. And my, What's the second last word? Um, Israel. Oh, uh, oh uh, which is actually where I was going to go, um, because you'll notice that the, in the middle of that word, if you, one of the great things about song too, especially because it's a little bit slower and kind of draws some of the words out, you can start to hear some words you might recognize. And Mishkanoteka uh, is the root of that is Mikan, which is the same word used for the tabernacle um, that God has in the wilderness. Um, and if you look in your English, there it's the dwelling places. Um, and that's another thing to remember that that the idea of the Mishkan was a dwelling place for God. Amen. That it was uh, it was not um, we use the word sanctuary, um, but that's the idea of a holy place, which it also was. But the I, the importance of it as a place, God said to me in uh, in Exodus, He said, "Build me a place that I may dwell among them." Mm -hmm. So that's the idea of the Mishkan, and you're using the same word there, the same root for this, and talking about this. And of course, this this passage here we just sung is from Bilam's prophecy, Balaam, and his prophecy um, over the people of Israel in the book of Numbers. So, yeah, excellent. Mishkanoteka? Mishkanoteka. Mm hmm Next, we will do Adonalam, which is another very popular one. It's this is longer. One. <laughs> yep, it's longer, but, uh, it's but we'll, we'll just go, because it's great. Yeah, it's, it's uh, right the same below. page and everything. Yeah, right there. 
It's, it's, oh, I love this one. This is a really good one. Yeah, right. Ready? I don't know started going to, um, well, second. Actually, Mika Mocha was the first, but this was uh, uh, Hope of Israel. You right. do this every single Shabbat. It was either this or Ein Kelohinu. Right, Ein Kelohinu, yes. It was great. Yes. It was so cool. They would always have the transliteration up there, and just hearing an entire place of like 100 plus people singing yeah. this, it was cool. Yeah, and, and David Taylor, one. the cousin at Hope of Israel, deserves a lot of credit for teaching a Absolutely. lot of these traditional Hebrew prayers um, in the midst of you know, the popular praise music and whatever else, yeah. and he would throw these in. And, yeah. Um, yeah, I learned some of my very first ones from him, too. So that's good stuff. I was just going to say, I like this one because it's one you end off your day with, right? So it's the last one of the of the bedtime Shemara. Yeah. And it's, you know, you've done more day, more day and then you kind of go to your own Yeah. Kind of, okay. Oh, it's like bookends kind of the day. Yeah, the faithfulness. Of that's cool. Nice. That's really nice. cool. Yeah. Nice. Um, and one of the things, I don't know, uh, so if you're familiar with some of the more praise style Hebrew music, you might have recognized a phrase in this that we prayed, ye," and in English that's translated, who is, who, well, actually, uh, uh, I think it is, who was, who is, and who shall, who is to come, who is, shall remain, um, and just wanted to, to point out that that's a, that's a cool phrase that actually um, gets basically quoted in the book of Revelation, if you go into Revelation chapter 1, um, in your English Bibles, uh, if you have Revelation chapter 1 in your Hebrew Bible, that would be so cool. Um, uh, chapter 1, verse 4. Um, so when uh, John, Yochanan, is writing this um, letter to the, to the assemblies, he says, Grace to you and peace from him who is, and who was, and who is to come, and the seven spirits are before his throne. So it's, uh, it's kind of cool if you think about it. One of the things I love about the sitter that's so much fun is to start to see those almost unexpected consistencies between mm. the apostolic scriptures and some of the things that the rabbis have, have taught. I mean, Adon Alam is, uh, if you look at your, I mean, there's not a whole lot of 
if any cross references here. No, exactly. This is a rabbinic tune. Right. Um, but you've got this quote directly in Revelation. That's yeah, so it's cool. kind of like I wonder if Yochanan may have known this song too. Um, right. So yeah, this is a really really good one. I really like this one. But just out of curiosity, is it is it possible that Yochanan wouldn't know this? Only one? if this song is newer. I'm not sure the exact uh, origin time frame of this song. Shocking goes. that he quoted directly. At, well, yeah, yeah. Mm. came first, the chicken or the egg? Yeah. 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 The Jew or the Gentile. Look, we, uh, we have a, the next one on our list here is one that I only know, and it's long, and I don't want to do it all in front of you. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's Psalm 145. It's the Ashray. Oh, yeah. So I was just going to demonstrate, this is basically it is a good exactly one. what we do in English, just in Hebrew. So I was going to just go through that with just a couple verses here, because and then Joshua and can, I can talk try about to, to follow you. So the, just to throw this out there, so he said, uh, yeah, Ashrei is going to oh, be on page 67, I think. Oh, I'm on the 50. Or, or, or yeah, it's also there. Yeah, so it's, it's in two places. It is, you're right. Um, it's in the Pesukah to Zimran also at the end. Um, page 66 is the Hebrew. Uh, just as an encouragement on this one, so this thing is really long. It's a lot to it. Um, Greg sent me the, the tune on Friday. I think I started listening to it yesterday. And got about maybe a third, two-thirds of it down so far nice. so like um no that's irrelevant we, we um, can, it's not true we can do maybe about a third thing. i don't know i don't know if i can do that i can't do the whole thing i know there's do, some ones i don't know you know the whole thing um there's different tunes for it well it's the one that we do with the english one you know well it's it, oh. yeah, close to that i guess it's, it's pretty close yeah we alternate men and women. They just go through it. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so it just and it keeps it literally just keeps going just like that. So it should sound fairly familiar, and it, it's neat because this is, of course, a psalm, very, very important psalm in the prayers, and then um, you know lots of really cool vocabulary in this one. Mm -hmm. I feel like it contains like all the most basic words that we all know, which Joshua will talk about. Right. Well, there's actually a ton in here. In fact, if you notice, if, if we get further down, um, this is Somekaranaylekohadoflim, which is that he. Um, uh, takes care of the fallen ones, he lifts the fallen ones. That same phrase is going to show up again in another prayer that we've got in here. Um, but one of the things I just wanted to throw out was this, the word ashray. So the word ashray here is praiseworthy, yeah. but the word has a lot of different meanings depending on the context. Mm -hmm. So um, the same root as asher, which is the name of uh, one of the sons of Jacob, which can be fortunate, blessed, so the word he thrown out there. Uh, some people translate it joyful, it's another yeah. translation. Um, Starts Proverbs 1. So, yeah, so you get that idea here. Um, praiseworthy is the people in your house, but they always praise you. Praiseworthy is the people. You think about all of that packed in, you know, blessed are these people, joyful are these people. You know, there's a lot of uh, uh, positive connotations to this idea that those who have, um, whose God is Adonai. Uh, but, yeah, it's a good song. Yeah, I probably, I'm fine. 
definitely more on the one third down of it so far. Not not that far into it. But it's my point to say is it is relatively easy to learn the tune. The words are some of them are a little harder, but the the tune very easy. They don't have a lot of really weird stanzas that are like, okay, where did that happen? So um, that was just an encouragement. Is even though it's the longest song that you know, I would I would guess. Yeah. Um, it's actually not that challenging. A couple of weeks, if you were listening to it every day, probably get most of it down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, sir. I was just jump off of the Ashray uh, thing. Um, our communion started putting in the uh, Matthew five just before, so we say the Matthew five one through ten. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So we, we st- uh, say praiseworthy is praiseworthy is praiseworthy, and then just write in praiseworthy is a person who is in your house, right? So nice. Oh, that's nice. great. It's a perfect place. Exactly. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah. Oh, nice. That's cool. I have to borrow that. That's cool. The next one, um, this is a really funny thing. It's Psalm 150. Uh, I cannot, for the life of me, find the tune that we are about to sing for you. Hmm. I, I tried very, very hard, but the one that is on the website right now, speaking of which, we'll get to that later when we talk about resources, but I did create a little page on Men of Torah for us just to catalog some of the places that we can find these tunes and everything later. Of course we but I, I, I cannot. Just, just, you know, I, I spare cannot. time that he has with four kids in a time shop. Oh, I yeah. could not find the well, he same did it while he was tune. Driving the right. thing with, with his thumbs. For <laughs> Siri. Um, That's so, right. So, that I, wait, so we're going to do this one, and where, uh, did, I might where, have to where, just. Where is this? This page is 74. So, oh, sorry, 74. Or Psalm 150. What's Psalm 150. It's where do you hallelujah. dwell in your house? No, no, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Psalm 150. Got it. Yep. Um, so there, this this tune is, I guess, non-traditional because I can't find anywhere else. But there is another one that I linked to on the page, and it is also really cool. And I'm kind of trying to learn it myself. And oh, now I have to learn a new one. I, well, it's 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 really easy. If you know this one, it, you'll pick it up right away because it's actually it fits better than this one, I think. So anyway, we'll, Joshua and I both know it. We do it all the time. So we'll do this one in Hebrew, and then we'll talk about it. Hallelujah, 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 Hallelujah. Nicely done, John. That was amazing. That means, and the one, well, that is all souls praise God, Hallelujah. Um, at the end, you heard Hallelujah quite a bit there. Yeah. But the one word that I wanted to catch here that I thought was interesting is uh, Nishama. So the English is good. It's let all souls. Um, you also heard you know, everything that has breath sometimes. You that around there. Mm-hmm. Um, but the word nishma, and I, I really wanted to, I thought this was so cool. So I was looking it up because I thought, well, that's an interesting word for soul. Because in Hebrew, there are actually three different words for like the spiritual part of you. Um, there's ruach, which is spirit um, or breath. There's nefesh, which is life. Um, and then there's this also this one, this nishma. And the, the, the um, nishama is... Uh, it's an interesting one because I, I looked at the so h.com has a little article reprinted from the handbook of Jewish thought there are uh, approaches that the neshama is the part of the soul that's the closest to God um, so the nefesh is like your almost like your um, 
it's life. It's also in the blood. As you feel that reference, the soul, the soul is in the blood. The life is in the blood. It's the word nephesh. It's almost like your most base, you know, physical sense of soul. Um, yeah, ruach obviously has a different connotation, and then and neshama is supposed to be at the highest level, like the most spiritual of your um, uh, of your spiritual being. And uh, they they said in the article that's affected by thought. Um, Whereas Ruach is affected by words and Nefesh is affected by uh, doing, by action. Um, what I thought was interesting about that is if that is true, I don't know, it's just a Jewish thought on it, but um, if it is true that your, your highest level of soul is really um, influenced by what you think about, it's so interesting that in this song it says, let um, all, of, all of those souls, all of those spiritually high thought-provoking souls um, sing. And kind of going back to kind of what Greg was saying earlier, I think that almost sort of highlights again that importance of song almost like so if you have like like it's almost like let's connect to god with like your most spiritual being and almost like that will somehow draw you closer to god like that'll make your your neshama greater or whatever um and it reminds me of yeshua's comments in john chapter four where he says that um he's talking to the the woman and she's like well here's the worshipers of god that he's like the true worshipers of god those who worship him in spirit and in truth um, which kind of sounds like this. That all souls, by soul, he's referring to like the spiritual side, um, praise God. Anyway, so I thought that was kind of a nice. fun thing. Nice. That's something you don't always see in the Hebrew because a lot of times in English, we'll have, it could go back and forth. So with Ashrei, we had like five English words that could be Ashrei. In Hebrew, we have, you know, we have the one word soul, but in Hebrew, you could have three different words that play that. And they all mean something different. Mm -hmm. Can you sing it again? Really? Yeah. yeah. Sure. Yeah, of course. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Hallelujah. Nice. A fun fun story from this one. We had a notable rabbi say uh, outside of our house in an <laughs> RV, and he prayed with us one morning, and he kind of, I didn't realize this, but sometimes he'll bring his guitar when he's praying Shakri. He'll rap to fill in everything. I'll just, and I'll jam on his guitar to, to, to sing parts of his Shakri. And one of the things that was so cool was he said sometimes, like, he'll just switch it up. And he'll just do this line in the end here of this song, just like for like 20 minutes. Just like saying it over and over again. This, and he just is like jamming that for like 20 straight minutes and he says that just is like the most spiritual thing sometimes to just like get stuck in a a verse like that and just say it over and over and over again and what a great verse to get stuck on yeah i thought that was cool very cool indeed all right next one on our list was i had used to on here um I'm the only one that knows this one again. Mm -hmm. I, I don't really, we, we don't need to do this one. We can, we can actually skip ahead because we still have some, some songs here to get through. So that one is less of a traditional tune. Chabad.org had a tune on it. 
um, that I, I kind of learned, but we, we have enough here that we could just keep going. So we'll go to the, uh, the one that we do in the middle of the Shema here, Mor Kadash. Mm. Uh, when, when Joshua and I pray together um, on Friday mornings, we, we always like to throw this in. Whoever's doing the Chazan part, we just always sing this part. Because it's just great to like break up these big paragraphs of, of text with like this fun song. So yeah, we can what, just... What page are we It's on page 89. Page 88. Or 88 in Hebrew, yeah. In, in Hebrew. <laughs> yeah, kind of creepy. Or Kadash. Yeah, and that's actually one of the... Um, that's something that I, I potentially do kind of when I um, um, set up my, uh, my prayer time with, with my son... Um, I learned it from Greg's family, and we'll kind of do we'll do some reading, and then it's like we all try to break up the reading with some of the tune, um, just to kind of help keep interest and in going and whatnot. Of course, my son is three months old, so he's interested in everything always. So I noticed, uh, I noticed if we're going in order, we should probably go backwards to the the uh, Um We can if you want. I mean, yeah. Why don't we? Why don't we do, you want that? do that? So, one? so if we okay. go back to eighty six, just flip over the page eighty six. This is another one that we don't do as often, but we need to start doing it, Joshua. Remind me, because <laughs> this is this is also really cool. This was, uh, you, you said you learned from First Christmas Zion. It's yeah. one of the very first Hebrew songs I learned in the prayers. Okay. They taught it at their Shavuot concert that, uh, conference that year. So this is right after, you know, on Shabbats, when we all do this part, we always do, like, Shem, Ha'el, Hamelech. We do that in Hebrew. Then the next part is the Chazan's part, and that's where this picks up. And so it's a fun little tune to do, similar to Or Kadash, where it's like the cousin part, but everybody just sort of joins in. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, and that's just kind of fun and easy. Um, I like that one. Yeah, and yeah you have the the uh, the word there. You probably will hear uh, quite a bit. You have called Malkut Shemaim, um, Kingdom of Heaven. Ol Malkut Shemaim is the the yoke of the Kingdom of Heaven, which probably reminds you of Yeshua's comments. Mm-hmm. Um, thinking about yeah. yoke, cool. yoke is easy. That is cool. So we, now we can go over to eight or Chadash, and I think we should all. Most of us, at least, just know that one from Shabbat. So we can, uh, we'll get a little thing going here and we'll do it together. Or Kadash, Al Zion Tahir, Or Kadash, Al Zion Tahir, Or Kadash, Al Zion Tahir, Or Kadash, Al Zion Tahir. Venitzke, Venitzke Kulanu, Meherale Oro, Venitzke. Exactly. Um, the word create um, or form can actually have multiple Hebrew words behind it. Um, you probably know, well, I know that that little guy knows, bara, 
from Genesis chapter 1. I don't know how many times he's read it for our um, Sukkot. Uh, he's, he's, got, he's got a deeper voice than that now, though. Yes, um, he does. The, uh, I was going with the first year. Yeah, the first year. Back, I think you know, he was, what, two and a half? Something like that. Um, so the arise uh, uh, is creation, but it's creation from, the, from what I've heard. It's creation of, creation of nothing. Genesis chapter 1 uses the word bara. Yotzer, which is the word used here, Yotzer Hamarot, is actually the same word that God uses when, or uses when it talks about God making man. And it's more the idea of forms. Um, in fact, if you go back a few pages earlier in your prayers, you'll notice that in um, the very beginning of the blessing of the Shema, it says he forms light and creates darkness. Mm -hmm. uses both words. So it's Yotzer or Ubara Choshek. So you get this, Ubara um, Choshek. You get this idea of, um, it's kind of an interesting thought, like God's forming light? I mean, that kind of has, think about it, we're, we're not really quite sure if light's a particle or a wave anyway, but um, apparently there's some sort of, right, there's some sort of almost like a physical quality to it. Anyways, it's kind of a cool way of thinking of it. Um, and it's one other way to highlight that the Hebrew um, has multiple words sometimes that can look like the same word in English. And, and one of the nice things about learning these songs, see songs, is you'll start to, as you get better at them and you, you know the English, even if you don't know what all the Hebrew words mean, you can eventually start to kind of like draw some of the connections mm -hmm. and be like, well, I've seen, like, the, here's somebody, Sophia. Well, or, also shows up in the song over here, and so I know what that word means. So like in this one, like Yotzer, if you were to see that, you're like, oh, that's interesting. So that, that's that's the word for create or form. Um, so it's just kind of yeah, another fun way to learn some yeah. Hebrew as you go. Nice. So I think we all know the Shema. That was next on our list. So we, I think we all know that one. We're, we're pretty good to go there. That that was probably the first song that we started singing with <laughs> our kids. Um, but we have also started working on Behavta. It was really cool. One of the first times that we had the McDonald's over, there we were. We sang the Shema. We thought we, thought we were all cool. You know, like, oh yeah, we sing the Shema at night. And then right after that, his kids start reciting from memory the entire next paragraph. And it <laughs> was Hebrew. beautiful. And we were just like... Right, yeah, that that one too. That's fantastic. <laughs> and so we, we started doing that as well. It was a great influence, a great inspiration for us. And it was just about like a week ago that I was like, you know, I think we're ready to graduate to the Hebrew. Yes. So that's what we're working on now at home, but I know this one now, so we can do that. So this is Ve'ahavta. This is the first paragraph after we say the Shema. If anyone else knows a different tune, do let me know, because this was the only one I could find. Okay. Beahavta et Adonai Elohecha, Behol Avecha, Ubehol Nafshecha, Ubehol Meodecha, Behayu Hiberim Haele, Asher Anochi, Mezavechayom, Alevavecha, Beshinantam Levanecha, Bedibartabam, Beshiftecha Bevetecha, Uvletecha, Baderech, Ubshachbecha, Ubekumecha, Shartam leot al yadecha, behayu litotavot benenecha, uftatam al mezuzot betecha, ui sharecha. Nice. Nice. Do you link the tune for that? Yep, yep. Link the tune for that one. And the kids really like that one. It's kind of bouncy and fun. Yes, we're working on it. It's supposed to be going to sleep at that point, though. It is. Right, yeah, I know. But it's, yeah. It's nice to end with, hopefully, words of Hebrew dancing in their heads. Yeah, yeah. Very good. Yeah. And you will see again the word soul there. This is the other word. So this is nafshika. Mm. This is the nefesh. So more of your day-to-day -day physical life. Yeah. 
The next one we were going to is also linked, and uh, it was a while ago, maybe probably two, three years ago now, Joshua, that you and I kind of said to each other, like, oh, we should, we should add some more Hebrew. Like, what should our contribution be? And it may have been your idea that it should be the three first brachot of the Shemoni Esrei. They are songs, and they're, what's nice about those three, they don't change on Shabbat. So if you mm-hmm. know the tune, you can do it during the week and practice during the week, mm-hmm. and you can also do it on Shabbat. And the other nice thing, too, is that Shemoni Yisrael is a great opportunity to introduce song um, if you're in a, in a congregational setting, because if, you've got a, if you're doing the, the tune, that means you've already prayed through the English once silently to yourself. So you already have a chance to pray it and know what you're saying. Right. So this is an opportunity then to kind of add a little tune and also get a chance to um, maybe pick up some Hebrew. And uh, this is one of the things that most caught my eye when I was in that very first uh, Torah service in Israel because they sang the Shmo- parts of the Shemoni Yisrael and it was just so much more fun, you know? It's just really exciting and it's got a really, uh, really, some of the tunes are really catchy and it's so great because, you know, like, you know the, the Chazim will start with like a little, little line and then all of a sudden they'll, they'll kick into the part where the whole congregation jumps in and everyone's kind of getting into it, got a little rhythm going and then, and then they'll cut back out and the Chazim will take over and, it was just a really, um, it's it's so engaging. And that's yeah. one of the reasons I really embraced those. So yeah, um, yeah, I really like these ones. So yeah, if you're Excellent. ready. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we're on page ninety-eight. There, you got yeah, we're good. Yeah. First three yeah. All right, yeah. Ready? <laughs> second stanza in particular, the, the one about the resurrection of the dead, if you want to learn some Hebrew words, uh, if you know some of the letters, this is an excellent one because if you notice, a lot of these phrases are set off by commas. Well, in your art door, they're also set off by commas. Mm-hmm. So you can actually start to line up the phrases um, with the English pretty easily uh, as a chance to kind of learn some things uh, if you wanted to as you go. Um, but one of the ones here is somekhnoflim, which is to uh, raises, supports the fallen. Um, you mentioned that one earlier from Ashrei. It shows up there. Um, 
Nophilene you might recognize because the same root is used for the Nephilim, uh, which is the, the weird giant guys from uh, the book of Genesis, um, which can also be translated to fallen ones, which is kind of an interesting uh, way of thinking about it. Could be both. Um, another, way, another way they say sometimes is they would cause your people's hearts to fall if they saw how big they were. So um, but that's kind of like an opportunity to kind of look at, again, to kind of see some of the Hebrew and, uh, and what it means. And it's kind of cool because a lot of, I mean, there's just so many words there that are used over and over again. Um, you probably heard Mika And of course, at the end, Matzmiach Yeshua. Um, there's Yeshua's name right there in the prayers um, and uh, makes salvation sprout, which is particularly cool because, of course, Yeshua is also known as the branch. Mm-hmm. So you get kind of a double, a double playing off there. Um, and it's in the resurrection prayer. I mean, how perfect is that? Yeah, it's so, so perfect. Yeah. Nice. That's cool. That's good. So we also know, and most Quick of question, Greg. Oh, yes. About 50, we have 17 minutes left, so make sure we have enough time to get to um, your resources and the... Yeah, well, we, um, we are, a lot of us know Sim Shalom and Osei Shalom, so maybe yeah. we should... Maybe we'll go right to Alenu. This was another one that Joshua yeah. and I worked on together, and it is really fun to sing together when we pray. Um, and this one shows up. Well, you're looking around at that. I'm going to get you some more water. Oh, maybe maybe different. Different. 158? Yeah, 158. Yes. All right, so this is broken up into three different ones. So we've got first paragraph, which has its own tune, second paragraph, its own tune, and then the very last paragraph has its own tune. So just be be on the lookout for that. So we'll go through it all, and then we'll talk about some of the Hebrew words. It's kind of a buy one, get one, three. Indeed. Yeah, ready? Mm-hmm. Alenu leshabeach ladon hakol atet kedalal yotzer bereishit shelo asanu kegoi havatzot velo shamanu kmishpakot adama shelo semal kenu kahem begoralenu kichom hamonam shehem shtachavim Benaknu korim u'mishtakavim u'modim lefnei melech melke amlaim hakadosh baruchu shehu note shamayim beyosed aretz u'masharikaro b'shamayim imal u'shkinaduzo u'shkinaduzo begabim eromim u'eloinu einod emet malkinu epezulato. Kakatu betorato, beyata hayom, beyata hayom, beshebedelebeka, ki adonai u Elohim, bashamayim imal, beyalha aretz, beyalha aretz, mitakadinot. How can the Kabbalah Eloheinu the root mehera but the ferret uzeka the habir guli miha aretz ve'ha elulim kerut yekaritun the tehin olam b'makush adai ve'kol b'nei basar yekerut b'shmeka le'vanelka kol rishay aretz ve'kiru ve'yedu kol yishtei tevel kilakatekra kol berek tisha ba'kolashon Ayoma hu ye, Adonai echadu shemo echad.
I can barely read the Hebrew that fast. Hmm. That took a long time for me. That the last, second stanza is a tough one, but you're it's not, good. You're not making me feel. We've got it. We've but got one more paragraph. Real but quick. it's a good That's one. That's right. Yep, yep. You're not for yourself in terror. Altira mi pachapitom umishoat rashaim kitavo utu etzevetu far dabru davar velo yakum ki Immanuel feyatzikna aniu feyaseva ani espol ani asidi ve'ani esa ve'ani espol amalet. That's the whole thing. Yeah. You know, the second sentence is, is a challenge. You might want to do that one in a uh, transliteration. That would probably make that a lot easier. Um, that second stanza. Because the, the nice thing is about those, there's some very catchy tunes in there. Um, I mean, yeah, like, especially that very, the first stanza especially. I mean, I think that David Taylor did some of this one as well, which oh, is yeah. how I learned it. Um, and uh, again, great, great prayer. A lot of cool stuff. Um, I think there's a tradition out there that Peter, like our Peter, actually wrote mm -hmm. this song. Um, the, the, not, not your Peter. The apostolic yeah. Peter. Um, but one of the things you may also know is you, it's a good chance again to hear some words you might recognize. You probably heard um, Echad, uh, talking about Hashem being Echad, being one. That's a quote uh, coming from Zechariah 14.9. But another one thing that I thought was interesting is it says, um, I think it's the first stanza, um, in the English, it says you're to know this day and take to your heart. But hashevet is actually the idea more of sitting. Um, if you uh, if you if you were to hear someone to ask you to sit in Hebrew, um, they would use the word shev, which is the the root there. Um, and so it's I think about that kind of changes that that thought. Like if you talk about meditation in your heart, taking God's word, hiding your heart, um, you were to take an idea about God, he's the only God, and above and below, or a quote from scripture, and have it just sit in your heart. That's kind of the idea of what they're going with here. And again, that is a quote coming from Deuteronomy 4.39. So um, that's one of the best parts about these songs is yeah. three quarters of them are scripture. I mean, you're, you're singing, literally oh, yeah. singing oh, yeah. Bible verses in the holy tongue, the way they were originally written. Pretty cool. And if you do get a chance to, um, to learn the English first, at least enough to know conceptually what the song is talking about. Then as you're singing, maybe you don't know word for word, but you can kind of know generically, what am I praying? What am I saying to God? Yeah. Um, and that's a good place to start. Absolutely. And this was this was a good introduction. This covered a lot, but there are still lots of others. I mean, there's like the song that we do before the one that we just did in the Shemoni Esrei that you've introduced the community to. It's the Chazan part, but it's the part that includes Mika Milka. It's the part that includes the uh, the other one that we do, it's that, that verse. But... I mean, you, you kind of... Um... I don't think I've introduced any songs. <laughs> no, I think you were one of the first that did it. Yeah, you sing it yourself. I think you should sing for it right now. Yeah, I know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, <laughs> I do sing that. <laughs> I, I do sing that. Yeah. Right, yeah, so, so there's that one, and then like on Shabbat, I mean, there, there's a bunch of others. I mean, we've got like Psalm 23 that we know, Psalm 24, um, there's uh, Bishamru, and then in addition to that, there's the Shabbat Zimrot that you do on Friday nights and on Saturdays. They're like amazing, they're all really, really cool. And there's a great album out there called Shabbat for Starters by Mayer Davis. And if you have Spotify, it's on there. So you can literally just hear that all the time. And it's it's fantastic. They have, and that, that they do it at a very nice, slow pace for a lot of them. So it's it really is for starters because it helps you follow along easier. 
which is a good segue into one of the last things we wanted to talk about was just some of the methods. In case you were hesitant or uh, overwhelmed by wanting to learn more Hebrew songs, I was just going to share personally, and then I feel like Joshua too, would just share like some of the ways that we've learned Hebrew songs. Originally, one of the biggest inspirations is probably Jonathan Upham. He knew a ton of the songs, and they were always so cool sounding. He also knew guitar, which helped because he could do both um, music and the singing. He would always have the right uh, tune at the right notes. Exactly. You know, yes, and it was so it was great, and and I got very inspired by that. I wanted my household to be very much like that, filled with song and knowing a lot of these Hebrew songs. So the thing that has helped me the most, from a method standpoint, is usually what I'll do is I will pick a song preferably one that's starting kind of small. And this is a great one to start out with. This one you can do every day, so there's always a reason to practice. Modéani. And it, yeah, Modéani. And, uh, and we'll, we'll be able to do that. Uh, this is the last thing we do. But um, So start small with something, and then hear it a bunch, similar to what Josh was saying. So you just kind of play it a bunch, and then see if you can start humming along to it. That's one of the things I do. And then every single day, in what I pray, I will try to make sure to have my phone ready and just try to sing along with it. So every play, single morning. You play it on your phone. So I play it on my phone. It's all, I'll like, yeah, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll be in the middle of Shakri and whatever song I'm trying to learn at that point, I will play it and then just try to, first it's really just reading along, to be honest. And then you slowly get more and more comfortable with that. And then you try it without the song, without the music and see if you can do it just slow. Because sometimes if you can do it on melody, and a little bit slower, then you're good. You don't even go back to the music and you just keep doing it until you get to the point where it's at the right speed that you want. Mm. So that's the method that I've used and it has worked a lot. I mean, it's, it's similar to the method that you'd use to memorize things, right? You just like, it's all about repetition and then trying to do it yourself and then repeat again and then do it yourself. So, um, so what do the 60 year olds do? The same thing. I, I think that... I'm not asking you, I'm asking another 60 year old. I'll tell you in about four years. No! No! Leave a bruise! Someone get some balm for that. <laughs> Ow! Wow. Yeah. Oh man. Um, you're you're fine. You're fine. You, you have you definitely learned plenty of the songs so far that we've done as a community. That's another way. Obviously, practice yeah, makes progress. Group. So yeah. singing with a group and you get familiar with the tunes and you kind of hum along with them. Um, sometimes it sort of happens by accident. A song that I have not t- specifically taught my kids, but I really, really like. It's by this guy Barry Weber, and it's like this, um, the, the like a far bringing is like one of those Hasidic fire bonfire parties, you know. And then they're always having like nagoons and songs and everything. And it's this song Hashi Venu, uh, or Hashki Venu. And uh, I, I, the other day, I just I was like. Man, that sounds so familiar. My son was just like over in the corner with like a blanket on his head, and he was like singing the song. And it was that one. It's like Hashivenu, Hashemelecha, Anyway, he wasn't doing it that way, but he was doing the same words, and it was like, oh man, I didn't even teach that to him, and he picked it up. So, yeah, repetition is key. I play that one all the time, so I'm sure that's how he picked that up. But um, yeah. repetition is key. That has been sort of my method. Um, there are all of the, the links, you know, obviously you can access the Minotaur site uh, via your mobile phone, and all of the links are pretty mobile optimized. They'll take you to, in most cases, I've tried to take you to a place like the Zimrot database or Chabad.org, where it will include not only the Hebrew, but the transliteration and the English, as well as the audio which is really nice. Mm. Um, some of them are like MP3 links though, so then that's when you need your sitter open and you, you do those. 
and that is uh, it should just be in the drop down menu now it's like I named it songs and tunes and so I'll, as we learn more and as we gather more we can just kind of make that be a bit of a growing collection because I mean, even other stuff like the beer cop Amazon and Abdallah like we, we can cover a lot because I think a lot of us have, have tried inserting song and as many of those those seasonal things as possible mm. one I'm currently working on which I'm very excited about is Hallel the, the whole Hallel is not all sung but it is mostly sung and it is really cool there's a lot of really neat songs that I've noticed on the kids Jewish kids albums they'll just like sing that as like here's a Jewish kids song and it's like Wow, that's literally Psalm 114, but like, <laughs> that's so cool. Like, <laughs> anyway, so that's uh, that's what nice. I'm currently working on. You can stay tuned for that. Yeah, um, and do we, I know printed off some of the songs that we sing in transliteration. Yeah, Susie put together a, a, a beautiful book. Do we happen to have a digital version of that that we could put up there? I'm confident that Mr. Martin can provide us with yeah, some type of... Uh, because that's one of the challenges, of course, if you don't know Hebrew, that could be a little um, yeah. of an issue there. Yeah, yeah. But the smaller songs, really, to Greg's point, listen to that one enough, you almost don't even need to read it because they're so short, you can kind of start to yeah, pick up if, the... Yeah, I've noticed if you're old, you just kind of mumble through some of those uh, syllables, yeah. and it's just not right. So yes, I, I was going to say that if you don't know, I think most of us are... If we don't know, we can think our way through it, mm. but... Um, Mr. Wright, Mr. Sean Wright's class was really what bridged the gap for a lot of people who didn't know himself and majority included in that, but it was really fun going through it. He taught us, I can't remember what song it was, but he taught, he taught us a song through that just to help us kind of remember. Right. It's really interesting yeah. how easily you can learn something. Yeah, and that class I think is still on the... Uh, uh, they're all on They're all on the iTunes, so if you look up from uh, Minotaur, you can go and find Sean Wright's class on Hebrew. Um, he taught everyone the entire alphabet in like one night. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, stuck. Yep. And I'm not five years old. That's as right. as you remember. It's scary. <laughs> yeah. Stuck. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another thing, a quick thing that, to Greg's comment. Um, one of the challenges that I find sometimes learning a song is the, is the speed. Um, that was what made the second stanza of the of the Elenu so challenging was how fast it is. So sometimes what I will do is I'll take actually a step back and like um, I might just try to just sing it myself. I'll listen to it enough to kind of get an idea of what the tune is, and then I'll just kind of butcher my way through the Hebrew once or twice just to kind of like at as slow as I need to go to kind of be able to figure out what the words are, and then you can come back to the faster tune, um, the audio, to kind of help you clean up those parts that maybe you didn't quite say correctly or were having trouble remembering what they mm -hmm. are. Um, and I kind of used the process, if I remember correctly, something similar to that, to learn the six blessing for the wedding ceremony. Right, right, right. I did um, the same thing. So, um, <coughs> you weren't quite 60 then, but you weren't 40 either, so... It's true. And yeah, you did a great job. And it was a different time. Yeah. So yeah, you can, I think that's one of the, um, so anyway, there's hope. Indeed, yes. There is and, hope. And that, I, I really do feel like that's, a, that's an important point to bring up too, because I... I have uh, also found it helpful if there is a particularly tricky thing, like that third paragraph of the Elenu, the Altira. That is like, I don't know, Aramaic, I don't know what it is, but those words are really different than most Hebrew, and I found that it was super helpful to only read through them for a while. Like, I didn't even bother singing through them. I just got just, to the point where I could read them, them in pretty Hebrew. well in Hebrew. And then it was only after that that I introduced the song, and it helped a lot to, to cut down on, on getting caught up on trying to pronounce a word, and then that throwing off your 
your rhythm. Mm, so last thing we'll do is to learn Modéani. So we can do this a couple different ways. Uh, there are, there, like I said, there's a bunch of tunes. Does anyone know another tune for this? Do we I really want to introduce know. another tune well, for but, this? Well, but I just, I, because I want everybody to leave with one that they feel good about, I want to give you a couple and you can pick. And you can let me know which one maybe is the simplest, which one is the most fun, and then we'll, we'll go through it a couple times together before we leave. Sound good? So one that we do in the mornings with my kids that I have heard before is a, it's a little He's bit got kind more of, than one version. It's a little bit yeah, fast, so it's good, but yeah. it's like uh, it's like. Yeah, that's not gonna work for me. Okay, yeah. all right. So then the the Chabad that's version, the Celtic version. Yeah, the next the Chabad next. version. <laughs> yeah, the Chabad version is is nice and slow and should be. This might be the one that we stick with, but let me know what you think of this. It's like. Modeani lefanecha melechai vekayam shehechetzartan fi nishmati bechemla rabaemunatecha. Okay, that's manageable. Much more manageable. That's manageable. What was the other one? The first one you did? Yeah, it, that the one, one that is, we did. He lost me on both. Modeani lefanecha. Yeah, yeah, I like the uh, I like the uh, the kebab one. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that, that's which which works. I think that one, um, it's easier to maybe hear what the word it works is. Works for old people. Yeah. Okay. So. Works for old people. <laughs> <laughs> right, so yeah. So let's um, let's let's do that. I, I'll do that one again, and you follow along in either the transliteration or in the Hebrew, and we'll just do it a couple times so we feel like we get to a good place. Okay. Okay. All right. Modeani lefanecha melechai vekayam shehechetzartavi nishmati bechemla rabba emunatecha. Yeah! That was pretty good. Pretty much everybody there. Alright, a couple more times through. Are we, are we, we're bringing the drums now? <laughs> The other one, the, that was the other one, does feel like needs some kind of like music yeah. or something. Yeah, it's a cute little. Uh, it's kids a kids video. Yeah, it's yeah. a kids video that I found, and it does it yeah. both for girls make and us, boys. Make us feel old. That's great. Sorry, it's kids yeah. video. Yeah. <laughs> no, this one's not the kids video version. This one is the AIRP version. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, okay. no, like I said, this one, <laughs> this one is on Kabad.org, yeah. so this is all, all ages. <laughs> Come all ye faithful. There we go. Oh, we'll do it a couple times through. Oh, sorry. Oh, you, yeah, you want to try oh, it yourself? Then. Come all ye faithful? No, no. Oh. <laughs> well, all right, let's do it again. We could say that that word there is really tricky. We could say that a couple, team, uh, a couple times, but it's that shehechesarta. 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 I had to do that. Like, that was so tricky that I, I, I kept doing that over and over again just so that I could get it so that one doesn't trip you up. Yeah. Yeah. Shehechesarta. It just kind of rolls off your tongue, doesn't it? Yeah. 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 All right. Let, let's what's, what's, two what's two miles down? Shehechesarta. Then turn left. So now, 
Let's try it one more time. I'm not going to help. And if we do pretty good, we're good. If we don't, then we'll do it another time. <laughs> no. Are right. you going to at least whistle the tunes? So we got that? Yeah. No. no. You go. You got this. Nice. That was definitely, you yeah. could do that tomorrow morning. Oh, yeah. That was fantastic. Oh, yeah. All right. We're close. You need to sit behind me. That's what the hardest one is that Dekayam Shekes. Because I see the comma oh, oh. there and I want to yeah. pause. Oh, right. Well, the pause is before it, right? Okay. So let, what, what, one more time, right? Amen. Yeah. You do this when you wake up before you open your eyes, exactly. still laying there in the bed. Still laying there the in the bed. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that, that's why we have these papers. Nice. Have under this the right pillow. Right on the nightstand, right under the pillow. I like Pull it. that bad boy out and read right from the transliteration uh, if you need before to. Before you open your eyes. Before you go to You can open your eyes <laughs> this <laughs> if you're still learning it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, we. Uh, is there any other comments or any other ways that you you know songs impacted you? Um, any feedback? Any ones that you're currently learning and that you'd like to know? Or was it from a representative standpoint? Um, what we did when we were uh, helping the kids who were <coughs> we did the uh, we were doing the FFOZ uh, CD mm. and sing along with it, doing the Brakaha uh, song in English. Right. And then when we put the kids to bed, we would put the CD in with the Hebrew version, so they would go to sleep listening. Wow, to nice. it in Hebrew. Yeah, and that's how they learned to sing the Berakah Hamazon in uh, Hebrew, or listening to it as they nice. go to sleep. Yeah. That's fantastic. Wow, I, I can really remember cool. the uh, Romans eight thirty-eight and thirty-nine. Uh, no, it's not Romans eight. It was uh, Joshua. One, verse nine, right? Um, have I not commanded you be strong and courageous? Mm. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was just listening to it over, and over, and over again with that silly tape. It, it was almost three years ago, and it's still stuck in my head. So, if I can get this on um, on an audio deal. You play it over and over again until I'm going to vomit. This will work. I'll get it. Yeah. Uh, the, the only one that you know we, we kind of missed out on that I'll probably try to include on the website. Um, the only reason was because it's, it's hard to find a digital version of the Hebrew, but it's the Avinu, the Our Father Who Art in Heaven. I love mm -hmm. that name. There is a tune from First of Zion for that song, and it is great. It really is. We've, we've talked to the kids, and the only way though, that I've been able I literally took a picture out of the the um, Dillich Hebrew Gospels yeah. of that passage, cut it all out, and then printed it for for Joshua and I, so that we could. Oh, have so you'd the have Hebrew. the Hebrew to read. So we'd have yeah, the Hebrew yeah. to read. So there, it, it's it would not be very accessible at all to try to find like a transliterated version of that because it's all first design. But there is a video that I will put on the um, on the site that has the it's on the video with each verse it'll have hebrew transliteration and the english 
So it's and it's on YouTube, which is also really easy. And that's all I did every night before we went to bed. We would just, I would play the song for them at first. I, I just didn't have anywhere else. What to you got right here, I can put together for that. Because I've got the the Delich up there, and I can I can do the transliteration. You can do it. Okay. So yeah, I can put that together. I'll send it to you. Okay. That yeah, that would be great. Because I, I just couldn't find a digital version of like the yeah, that sure. passage of scripture in Hebrew. It was yeah. only in my. Hebrew Gospels. So, yep, that's all. We're, we're, we're pretty close to time. We're not, not going to say that one more time? Well, no, we, we started to say, so you're, okay. you're good. All right, yeah, <laughs> so let's do it one more time through. One more time through, so got, and then got, I'm excited to hear the update that you guys did it at home by yourselves. Okay. <laughs> We start out good. I get a little weak on the back. Yep. It's that second line there with the Shehekazarte. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I got to thank you. I know it's great. <laughs> Mr. McDonald, would you be kind enough to close us in prayer, sir? Absolutely. Carlos Hyde, we thank you so much for the opportunity to gather as a man of faith and just um, uh, seek to honor you in, uh, in prayer and in song. We thank you for uh, Joshua and Greg just uh, leading us tonight and showing us how we can... Uh, incorporate more song in our days and uh, prayer and just how we might uh, teach that to our families. We pray that you would mm -hmm. bless each man here as they seek to honor you and live out your ways and be a light of Messiah to those around them and that uh, you give them the strength to lead their families as well. I thank you again. Just uh, keep us safe as you travel home. Amen. 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 A lot of credit to Greg for putting all this stuff together. Yeah.